RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What's up, guys? This is Tara Devlin. Yeah, I'm sitting down again. I know. I'm getting old. You can still see the producer. He's he's asleep. He'll get up later and <laughs> he'll come over and start working. And by that, I mean stepping on the keyboard. And I have a hair in front of my face. Where is it? I can't find that. All right, there it is. Um, guys, sorry. Uh, the, as soon as I started the show, the e-cam crapped out. So I don't know. Hopefully everything's working. But it looks like it is because I see people jumping into the chat room and that's great. So if you're on any other platform, come on, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And you will, you will like it. You will hang out with the cool people. I hope everything is running fine. I don't know. It looks a little jumpy to me. I won't, I won't kid you. All right. We all, we have a very, uh, packed chat room already so thank you jim right out of the gate for your super chat thank you richard w another great show tara thank you for your super chat and mark c thank you for your super chat mark c says no compromise with fascists exactly and that's what we're going to talk about today on top of other things we have very special guest stars mark m and Saul from Shaping Progress, our millennial correspondents. And thank you, Mark. Mark says all is well on this end. That's good to know, because I don't know. The producer's asleep, so how the hell do I know? So, all right, let's start. Uh, what else? Well, before we get, begin, please become a patron if you can at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That'll keep this show going and growing, because we, we get it. We need it. We need it. We need to keep going and growing because we're up against, you know, we're up against fascism. Look at my hair. Couldn't I even get the goddamn brush out before the show? I don't know. I have body dysmorphic disorder, but it doesn't mean that, doesn't mean, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize myself. That's a problem. All right. I tell everybody else, don't do that. It's bad karma, but there I am doing it isn't that the way life goes let's start out first of all okay soundcloud itunes stitcher please give the show a good review on itunes because that helps get us up in the algorithm if you haven't done it already that will help also patronage is great because that keeps us growing and going and even for even two dollars a month that's like you know that's like chump change. I don't know. You won't even miss it. But it will help us to get more patrons who probably have deeper pockets, too. Because the more people that seem to like the show, you know how it goes. So that helps if you can. All right. Otherwise, uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And we're in this together. And thank you, Irene. Become a patron if you can. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you, Irene. You're right. My sentiments exactly. All right, let me just dive in. Also, oh yeah, Rockfin. That's another great independent media platform that has has a lot of conservatives on there, I have to tell you. But 
also normal people where um, this show is bundled with Lee Camp, Ron Placone, normal people like that. But, okay, what else? What else? We'll think of more as we go. I, I just want to dive in because this is our, the Friday show, we have a tighter schedule and Mark and Saul are call, calling in at in about a half an hour, so I don't want to, I want to have as much time with them as possible to get their take on it because we wanted to talk about how do we fight fascism. If you go over to Shaping, go over to Join Shaping Progress, there's a, a list of, um, of books recommended to read and uh, the, one of the discussions on the Shaping Progress show on Wednesday was violence versus nonviolence and I'm interested in this topic and I'd like to we'll talk about that with uh, our millennial correspondents in a few but let's let's start off with a story that is closer to my home because you guys know I live in New York and Alexandria Ocasio, Ocasio Cortez is my representative. And uh, yeah, there's a lot, you know, the NYPD uh, are the, I guess, the saints who walk among us or something. They're the salts of the earth. Frankly, my every dealing I've had, not, not every, but 90% of the interaction, well, uh, yeah. That, that I've had with cops, I don't know, 90, maybe 80% have, when I had to call on them to help, it's not been good. I've had a lot of, there's a lot of assholes in the police force. No offense, cops. I can't even, I can, one day when we get together, I'll tell you all the stories of, uh, and it's really ridiculous. They... They kind of need to be, you know, get back to the protect and serve part because a lot of them are out of control. And we know there's been movies about it. The corruption that was once rampant in the New York City Police Department is goddamn legendary. Oops. I dropped my phone and my iPad. So, yeah, anyway, I don't know what's going on there now. I think they have a, uh, I think they champed down on that. You know how they did that? Partly, they set up stings for the officers. They would say, hey, uh, Officer Smedley, there's, uh, we just busted a big cocaine ring over on Avenue A, but we haven't sent every, anybody there or the detectives there. So you go and guard that location until we get there, and we'll be there in about 15 minutes. But it's a sting on the cops. They set up cameras, and uh, so the guy walks in, usually a guy, you know, and not always now, but and there they are presented with a table full of cocaine, quote-unquote, and cash, lots of cash. And they, they're, they're being watched. So no, who's going to know? Who's going who's gonna to tell if I take a couple of these packed piles off the top? 
And that's the way they got rid of a lot of the bad, so-called bad apples. But my, my whole thing is if there are, well, I mean, we know during the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer, the abhorrent videos of the police pushing people who were walking, just pushing them, pushing them over so they would fall. Shit like that. And then you can only have any, there's only a, accountability when it's caught on tape. So it's getting really ridiculous. So we got to walk around with goddamn body cameras. But here's um, kind of, it's this, in my opinion, is sort of like Nancy Pelosi's refrigerator, showing us her refrigerator, the things she couldn't do without, her $15 a pint stacked ice cream uh, in her two of her side-by-side $30,000 refrigerators. And so this is kind of that along the line of that tone deaf, but also speaks volumes about where we are. The The cops today, they tweeted, yeah, they're very proud. They made a bust. Uh, all these diapers and baby shampoo. This made me sick when I saw this. Okay, after receiving numerous... Here, let's open it up. I don't know, my internet's slow. Uh, everything sucks. After receiving numerous larceny complaints in the Bronx, officers from NYPD the 44th Precinct, recently arrested 12 individuals following an enforcement initiative targeting shoplifters. The arrests made led to the closure of 23 warrants and the recovery of $1,800 worth of merchandise. The effing diapers. Baby shampoo. So, it's it's beyond tone deaf, but also disgusting protect and serve now people were commenting of course we have the serfs you know we live in the united states of serfs and lords and a lot of the serfs are conditioned to turn their anger on other serfs so they're like oh this what if this is a ring a robbery ring and well wouldn't there wouldn't be a market for you know diapers and baby shampoo if people weren't on the balls of their ass. I'll be right back. From Here's from Vice. We're talking about the NYPD that proudly posed and tweeted it out. They have since deleted it, but they tweeted out their, their bust. In a since-deleted tweet, Police officers proudly posed for a bus that seized $1,800 worth of basic necessities from 12 people. And these, one of them included uh, an elderly woman, and uh, they all lived in homeless, shelter, so, ugh, homeless shelters. Why can't I talk? On Wednesday, the New York Police Department took to Twitter to brag about shopping and nefar- or stopping a nefarious criminal conspiracy, shoplifting diapers, laundry detergent, and medicine. After re- well, I read that already. If you spend a moment examining the photo, you will see harmful 
contraband such as Pampers, Huggies, and baby wipes. Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo, all laundry detergent, Irish Spring soap, Tylenol, Mucinex, and body wash. It's, this is a goddamn disgrace. It's a goddamn disgrace. You know what's worse? It's, they're, these are working class people, these cops. But you see how, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of Trump Z's in that crowd. One of the other videos I remember seeing over the summer were, was that oh, a cop, a New York police officer using his his uh, loudspeaker in the car to say Trump 2020 to irritate, because that's what they do, just irritate the community. That's what he was doing, protecting and serving and irritating and owning the libs by saying Trump 2020, fuck you. Oh, we have spoken to that officer. Why is my hair, my, you know what? My hair is like all staticky. Damn it. It's, a, it's the static time of year for hair. Okay, so a reporter, where is this? On social media, the backlash was immediate. On TV, NYPD are fun goofballs who get into prank wars and stop murderers. In reality, NYPD arrest parents who are desperately trying to get diapers and formula for their babies. Reads one tweet. Another asks for praise for the brave, handsome NYPD officers who cost taxpayers tons of money confiscating soap and diapers from infants so they can turn around and bravely throw that shit away. This is where we live this the tweet says it all when the history of this abhorrent period is written i hope they include this tweet because it sums it up bread and circuses here in the united states of serfs and lords except we don't get the bread part and the fascist cops are beating everybody over the head yeah, I'm so, I guess we should be, we should commend them for not murdering everyone in the homeless shelter for fear of their life, right? They were, maybe they were afraid. I was in fear for my life. Look at these tough guys. So, yeah, don't worry though. Wall Street banksters are free to roam. And uh, laugh all the way to the bank. Because that, it's easy to arrest homeless people, the politically unconnected, the poor. They have no big friends in high places. So they're at your mercy. If we live in the richest country on earth, and that's what I keep hearing, and it's true. We are so rich that billionaires are jerking off in space. One just made this giant yacht that was so big it needed another yacht to service it. And once it won't be able to go to sea unless it can destroy a historic bridge. That's 
the world we live in because we allow it. And the reason we allow it is because the the powers that be have turned the dumbasses their they've turned their anger down at the people lower on the ladder. And it kind of reminds me of another cop incident on social media where they where was this? Yeah, here it is. This was a few years ago. No, it was only 2019. Officers pose with a homeless quilt made from confiscated signs. So they were on, uh, I guess, where is this? Squeegee Patrol or something like that? Panhandle Patrol. So instead of doing something about the root of the problem, why people have to panhandle, they go after the victims of the crime because this is where we live. That is fascism, corporatism. Every arrest uh, for the politically unconnected, show me the Wall Street bankster in the next cell. You won't be able to because it won't be there. And like I said, right-wingers all over Twitter, most people are normal. They're like, this is disgusting. And others are like, oh, so you're condoning stealing? No, I'm not. But there's a bigger issue here. The, the theft is at the top. Turn your anger where it belongs. Another, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. These people are victims, and if it's a ring, a robbery ring, then they have identified a need in the market, and that need means that babies are going hungry and don't have diapers. In the country that is the greatest country that ever lived, I am so sick of that propaganda. The best with the greatest American exceptionalism? You're goddamn right. That's exceptional. We're exceptionally stupid and divided, and now we have an exceptionally underwhelming grifter with his, his tiny orange fingers around our national neck, and he's squeezing us until the life escapes, I suppose. Trying to find that goddamn picture. Let me see. Homeless quilt cops. Everything is set, and then I start the air. I mean, start to show. And then you guys understand, though. Here it is from the BBC. <laughs> Alabama police apologize for insensitive homeless quilt photo. Here we go. There, oh, all my everything is slow tonight. Everything I'm touching is slow, like this. Why isn't it? Not sure if you can see it, but there they are, laughing, smiling. They should be proud. Their mothers must be proud. 
I'm back. <laughs> We're back. Jared Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk. I'm kind of sick to my stomach looking at this, this picture of these cops. It's from last year. Look at this. Hungry and homeless. Need help. Thank you. God bless. These are the signs they're posing. Well, they made a quilt out of it. It must have been so much fun to do that, to mock. Who knows? The mentally ill, the sick and suffering. People at the worst moments of their lives. That's how we deal with, um, you know, people in need. Hey, you're nothing. You're a joke. Own the libs. Drink some liberal tears. Trying to make it. Anything helps. God bless you. And they, when he, they're drug addicts. If, if that's so, then it's another example that we have a blaring, glaring... Swiss cheese size holes in the social safety net that we barely have anyway. Remember, the era of big government is over? Thanks, Clinton. People can't be on welfare or public assistance. There's a cutoff, a certain amount of time. In other countries, do you understand that if you lose your job in the happiest places on earth in the democratic socialist com countries that you will get unemployment until you get another job. That's the way it goes. Because we have a vested interest in keeping people above water and not having an underclass of poor to exploit. They understand that. That in order to have a functioning democracy, you need an economically vibrant working class. Well, why don't they get off their asses and work? Some, I mean, there are many reasons. There could be sickness, addiction. There's other, you know, simple reasons of the rug gets pulled out. In this country, it's easy. The American people can't save $400. They're living check to check. Do you know how many, many people are living, young people, are they can't get established? They can't get out of their parents' house because whether they want to or not? Their parents were able, you know, they were products of the New Deal. They lived in a time when government built the American middle class and Reaganomics destroyed it and Clintonomics and this is the byproduct because that's why Republicans are all about. I mean, we know that they're full of shit, but they're all like, oh, back the blue, blue lives matter. When we know they're, it's not about the individual police officers. It's about controlling the underclass. And in their minds, it's those with darker pigment. You know that. It's like as soon as they say it. It's the buzzwords, they think people with darker pigment. Same like when they say socialism. Yesterday we played the clip of Joe Scarborough talking about socialism. Oh, yeah, uh, pointy-headed liberals are saying, when I say socialism, they say, oh, well, socialism is 
when you c control the means of production and he's you know in a mocking voice when uh, when people say it they think government encroaching on our lives oh you mean they're misinformed and malinformed it's uh, anything that has to do with the government you understand they have been propagandized to cheer their own demise and bite the hand of anybody trying to throw them a lifeline throw each other a lifeline because they're goddamn confused on purpose like yesterday we read the tweets of that woman who has covid long covid she got covid she recovered from covid but now she has long covid and she can't walk 500 feet without getting out of breath she can't her heart is uh, is damaged. Her lungs are damaged. But she still can't bring herself to understand that a $300,000 bill is not normal in every other country. I don't want to tell people what to do. It's all freedom, 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 freedom. But you're not free, assholes. If you can't go to a doctor, you're not free. If you're sick and you're being harassed by a goddamn insurance racketeer for $300,000, by the time she gets to the phone to pick up the 10th collection call of the day, she's out of breath. <sighs> Hello? Right? Oh, I'm sorry you're behind on your bills. When are you going to pay, bitch? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you can't? Go die. This makes me sick. But uh, worse than that, it makes the entire country sick. And the, and the, and they're the, just their grins make me sick. It's it's beyond a misstep. It's inhumane. Where's the humanity? Where's the protect and serve in this at all? Protect and serve? No, you're as far as the New York City Police Department, they are protecting the Wall Street banksters and serving us all up on a platter. That's what they're doing, protecting and serving the corruption, the corrupt power structure. And that's why, like, for example, when Scott Walker attacked unions in Wisconsin, he left the police union alone because they need the cops to bust everyone's skulls, to bust the skulls of the Democrats, the small D Democrats, the anti-fascists. The patriots, the actual patriots fighting for the promises we were guaranteed in our documents. And, and you know what? That so many paid for with their blood. You know? Not, uh, what did they pay for? They died so banksters can, can ride everybody to the bank, I guess? And we vilify 
human beings and in the worst situations of their lives. Everything to keep us divided. The greed, like I said, is the only value. Greed is the only American value. Holy shit. Wait, hold on. What time is it? Thank you, Jeffrey Giraffe, for your super chat. Another amazing super chat. What? Oh, oh we got a, we have a troll haiku. Elmer. I wish, meh, what's wrong with you? I want to see what he said. I can view it. Oh, no, I can't. Once it's deleted. It doesn't matter. I don't need to see it, but I just wonder sometimes. Elmer was hidden. What was he saying? I hope he, uh, was he saying um, blue lives matter or what? Well, yeah, every, all lives matter, right? But um, if black lives mattered, we wouldn't have to say it. I mean, if all lives mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. You know what I'm saying. Elmer, you poor little thing. That's another Stockholm Syndrome suffering dupe. That's what they are. Disgusting. So AOC and others, this is from Common Dreams, They denounce, AOC denounces the NYPD. Bragging about it. I'm glad they posted it, though, we, so we can all see. How vile they are. How vile the inhumanity, the heartlessness. So AOC criticized New York City police officers for boasting about arresting a dozen people over stolen necessities. In a Wednesday tweet that has since been deleted, the New York City Police Department wrote, blah, blah, blah. We read that. The message was accompanied by an image of confiscated products. When I talk about violent conditions, this is what I mean, AOC said. But hey, it's much easier to frame people who steal baby formula and medicine as monsters to be jailed than acknowledge our politics of economic priorities create conditions where people steal baby formula to survive. Isn't that gross? There's no humanity. Why don't they say, what's up? And direct them to social services. But, you know, those services aren't funded. And the other thing about Elmer. What do you want to bet? Elmer is, um, you know, a boomer. Who had all the benefits of the Socialist New Deal and now wants everybody else to go uh, beg billionaires? Beg billionaires to trickle in their mouth. That's what they want. They want billionaires to trickle all over them. They fantasize about it. But I hate to tell you, Elmer, they're not. They're, they're not going to trickle in your mouth or anywhere else because they hate you. They hate you. I'm, I, I don't hate you. I do. I hate your tediousness and stupidity. But we're not trying to hurt you. Yeah, I know you want to drink my tears. 
I don't want to drink your tears. I'm sure they they are disgusting like you. But I, uh, you know, just want to make sure you don't, um, I don't know, die needlessly without health care. But you probably have Medicaid. Thank you, liberals. Thanks to the liberals that you fight and want to drink tears. You see, they're so, they're, they're the albatrosses around our national necks. And the country, like I said, the middle class is below 50% of the population and falling. This is the recipe for dictatorship. Absolutely. Here, uh, as we predicted, child poverty spiked after the tax credits expired. And that, thank you, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. A new study shows that child poverty increased 40% in January after the monthly payments elapse or lapse because of congressional inaction and Joe Manchin. Low income and the Republic, all Republicans, all conservatives. Conservatism is the problem. And as anybody who knows, who studies history, they're, they're doing what they do throughout history. Conservatives always are the, um, they grease the wheels of fascism. And when the fascists get power, they will betray their own country at any cost. Like the Vichy French, that's who they were. They were the right-wingers. The Vichy regime in France were the right-wing conservatives of the democratic system. They saw the Nazis as, a, as an opportunity. They betrayed their country. And the same thing, every other country, the, in, in Poland, in, uh, in, um, in Norway, you had conservatives opening the door to the Nazis because they hate democracy in their souls. They are incapable of, uh, you know, of functioning in a democracy. So what do what do we expect? Where we? I I, it, I don't know, man. Do you think people are stealing basic necessities for infants in Norway, or in New Zealand, or any other developed country on Earth? except this one, the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap. I don't understand why Democrats don't repeat that again and again and again every time they get on television because there is a vested interest in, I guess, keeping the system. And this is the thing, and this is what we're going to talk about with our millennial correspondents. Uh, how do we fight this? How? How do we, uh, how do you get rid of fascism? Because it's in the body politic now. It's always been here, but there are a lot, a, a lot of authoritarians in this country. They, for some reason, they want a con man, a tax cheating, draft dodging con man to trickle in their mouths when he won't even, he won't trickle in your mouths, sucker. He hates you. He, he hates you. He, you are nothing but a grifter. 
we got another um i mean you're nothing but a a mark for his grift look at this we got another troll we got a lot of trolls that that's probably that's a good sign haiku that's a good sign because you know it means they're they're getting annoyed that we're may, we're reaching them well not not in not doesn't penetrate their skulls but you know what i mean that's interesting eh, i wonder and yesterday we had that prank call on my cell phone the same old call yeah we're getting noticed good i guess i'm doing it correctly that's the thing that these right-wingers don't understand this is a, a validation when republicans conservatives nazis same thing when they attack me and the show us really it's validation that we're doing it correctly yep Matt M. on the chat says, Manchin wants to get those kids working in the mines like the good old days. Absolutely. That is the truth. We've done stories on the show how Republicans periodically try to push child labor, um, the abolition of child labor laws. Now, you tell me if this goddamn illegitimate fascist Supreme Court that has no business anywhere it, lording over our lives. They are illegitimate. The uh, you you tell me that if they got a case concerning child labor, if they would uphold precedent, because the Supreme Court for for years and years and decades said, no, you can't you can't interfere with business. You know, those b businessmen need those tiny fingers. They can dig out the the coal in the tiniest of cracks. And then whatever else they can do with cracks. It's unbelievable. The stupidity. That's kind of what... it's. Well, it's the stupidity and it's the inhumanity that is depraved. How do they, how do they sleep at night? Like these cops, they have to, well, it has to be, they must be right wingers because trust me, there aren't, there are right wingers. Well, I was in the National Guard and there are right wingers there, but there are, other, there are normal people there too. Don't be fooled. It's true. In fact, I think, did I tell you when I was in basic training, one of the drill sergeants was asking us what our, what, uh, what we, you know, what register, if we were registered Republicans or Democrats, and they went down, the, they, he was just talking. And they, somebody, and one of the soldiers of, with darker pigment said, I'm a Republican. And the, drill sergeant said what the hell are you doing being a republican <laughs> he was also someone with darker pigment i was like really the fuck so anyway yeah smash the like button <laughs> why not 
it'll help. I think we're getting we're getting more um, more people. So we have on the phone. Let me hold on a second, guys. I'll come right to you. Let's wait. Well, let me introduce you, and then we'll take a break because I see the I see that the the music is going to start any second. So, Mark, are you there, Mark? Hello, hello. Is your yes. is your uh, right hand man with you? Yes. All righty. <laughs> Mark and Saul, our millennial <laughs> correspondents, are on the phone. How are you? So Mark and Saul are the founders, and well, Mark and um, and Saul does. What do you do, Saul? You're the producer of the Shaping Progress show, and the co-producer. I'm the technical man. Right, yeah. the tech guy. So good, because we. I wish I had that. I wish I had a tech. I only have a cat. <laughs> but... I think. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at the. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Well, we a could start. Cat. What do you guys? I uh, just. Just be prepared. the The muse is going to start any second. So, all right. No problem. The other day, on your show, you were discussing fascism, and this is a big topic, clearly because we're fighting fascism. And are you said something about violence? Can we can we explore mm-hmm. this topic? How to fight fascism, violence yeah. or nonviolent? And because I think, yeah. My opinion, I, I mean, I, I'm still kind of flushing it out for our time because you have to respond to whatever the things are different. We won't be storming the beaches of Normandy this time. And but there yeah. will be a time if the Republicans get power. And now what about now? Wait, hold on a second. We, these are things to ponder. We'll be right back with Mark and Saul from Shaping Progress talking about fascism. All right, we're back. So, guys, um, shaping, you guys uh, there, join shapingprogress.org. All right. So, so you were saying on your show something about violence. What, what, do you or what do you think or what were what were your what's your point of view on that about violence fighting yeah using fire to fight fire yeah um so we were talking about the new document that we posted on the website um and you can find it at joinshapeandprogress.org slash playbook and uh it's the it's the political playbook so it's kind of a handbook um, That's good. And we we're talking about uh, step number one is educating yourself. Uh, step number two is mutual aid and uh, indirect action. And step number three is direct action. And in the step number three part, we kind of, we kind of gave a disclosure that said uh, we don't condone violent direct action, mm. but in certain situations, it's a necessary role in mm-hmm. political action. Right. And, uh, changing changing the tides Mm -hmm. and uh i think what 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 we kind of put that in there for is um i mean if we look at the american revolution or if we look at nazi germany or if we look at uh even soviet russia all of these Mm -hmm. um all of these regimes uh couldn't be changed with nonviolent action Uh, in some cases it was other countries militaries 
in the case of the American Revolution, it was a bottom-up revolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at this point, with the development of the way fascism has gone in America, um, we're not going to be able to do everything uh, nonviolently. And I mean that to say uh, that if things get really out of hand, um, we can't just stop the establishment by talking about stopping the establishment. Mm. Part of the geopolitical strategy of fascism relies on violence. It relies on uh, democratic and peace-minded people to want to avoid conflict. Yeah. Mm. And Mm -hmm. the thing is that that mindset is going to force uh, a situation of self-defense at some point in mm. which, you know, violence may be necessary. Right. Yeah. But, but it's always, mm, it yes. always should be a last resort rather right. than your first conclusion. Yeah. Right. Well, because, see, the anti-violent um, response to violence is what turns mm-hmm. the people, what, what turns hearts and minds. So, like, in the civil rights mm-hmm. movement, it started to turn, well, there was, and there were a lot of controversies within the civil rights movement where, for example, Martin Luther King was strongly for nonviolence, and then there were others that were, said, no, we need, you know, sometimes violence is necessary, like the Black Panthers, Malcolm X, and how are we going to mm-hmm. topple this regime if they're, they're they're violent and they don't even give us a seat at the table. There's no way to to fight it through the voting. And and I and and so but the thing is, so the average American at the time watching on TV, watching people be hosed and attacked with with dogs and being beaten with billy clubs, that is what started to turn the the tide against the regime against the uh, against mm-hmm. Jim Crow and all and th- and all of that so but uh you see how you know we have a lot more work to do now we have backslid so far i i but i don't think that in my opinion i don't know this is why we're talking and and i'm still kind of flushing it out you it has to there is no way to go up against a um, you know, a government that has all of the power. They have the they have the machine guns. They have the tanks. They have the drones. They there is no way mm-hmm. that you nuke. can. What? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they they have surveillance. The they have. They yeah. Have, What's that? One of the biggest things they have in their arsenal. One of the biggest things they have in their arsenal is apathy and general right. support. Yeah. People don't like change in general Mm -hmm. and so you know the government is good at relying on people's willingness to do nothing or to keep things the way that they are in order to squash those movements without much criticism yes yep it's and that's why they turn people against each other go ahead sorry mark yeah no no it's okay and uh i was also about to say um the the when we're talking about potentially acting violently against um, the fascist actors in this country and other countries, um, we have to remember that that's all illegal, you know. So right. um, the, the hesitation on the side of 
anti-fascists is going to be do you you are you willing to go to jail for those causes right and uh that's part of a big part of why we don't condone that kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and you saw that that's why i mentioned the american revolution is because at the same that at their in their time it was perfectly illegal too so, right right yeah well uh, and the i mean there were it was in some aspects an insurgency but there was there were also i mean we forget this history the counterinsurgency against the revolution that was going on and then of course we uh, mm -hmm. were backed by france that had a that really could uh, arm us but yeah that was a totally different time where there was there were no nukes and yeah. Yeah. So right, there were also rules of yeah. warfare and kind of that kind of decorum that people were abiding by. Well, not all, but yeah. So that yeah. Uh, there is, um, I'm sure you've heard of Karl Carl Popper's paradox of tolerance, and this is something that Republicans yeah. are always, a lot of times. I I'll get. I'm sure you've seen it yeah, and on your own feeds and whatnot. Oh, you tolerant liberals. There go the tolerant liberals. Like if we're like, you know, no F you fascist. Oh, you're so tolerant. Well, there is a it's something called the paradox of tolerance. Do you tolerate fascism? Because once if you turn your back on it, you it, it grows you it doesn't uh dissipate so th there are limits here's from here we go well this is from the limits well let me find something else hold on unlimited tolerance pop this is what popper call popper's paradox of tolerance uh, and he said unlimited tolerance must lead to the disappearance of tolerance if we extend unlimited tolerance even to those who are intolerant if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant i mean i, I maybe this is getting too murky but the 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 fact no. is there's actually a uh, a very succinct let me find it a cartoon um that explains it that you can't no, yeah. tolerate <laughs> go ahead i've never agreed with more because intolerance in itself is born of rage and, and generally leads to violence. Mm. And so if you allow it to fester, you're not propagating an actual environment of tolerance. I mean, sure, maybe you are right. temporarily, but you know, you're balancing it on a knife edge of all these intolerant actors around you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So if you could see the screen that I have this is, well, let me get rid of my lower third there. Wait a minute. Trying to run a show is sometimes not smooth, <laughs> as you know. And thank you, everybody, for your support. We have a great, okay, great yeah. chat room. Yes. So, yeah, the po paradox of tolerance. Yeah. Should a tolerant society tolerate intolerance? So there's a cartoon of a couple of Nazis, and they the answer is no. So you have a couple of Nazis screaming and yelling and, and in the cartoon. It's a paradox, but unlimited tolerance can lead to the extinction of tolerance. 
When we extend tolerance to those who are openly intolerant, the tolerant ones end up being destroyed. I couldn't have said it better Mm -hmm. myself. And tolerance goes with them. Any movement that preaches intolerance and persecution must be outside the law. As, and they are, right? Really. But it's yep, like, exactly. no, Jews will not replace us. All that bullshit. Well, of course, there is a mm-hmm. First Amendment right. They can be as disgusting as they are. But to what? To what end? Do we allow this? Do we allow... Uh, what kind of a society do we want? It's sort of like... Uh, it's like the vaccine assholes. Uh, they're calling uh, the, the trucker, the trucker tantrum. They're calling Justin Trudeau a Nazi. They're calling him a tyrant for, for uh, you know, uh, trying to protect public health. And... Uh, that's just, you know, selfishness. So hold on, we'll be right back. This is, we're working it out. I'm with Mark Middlestat and Seth. Seth, what are I? Saul. Shaping progress. I don't know why I keep saying Seth. It's like stuck in my brain. But I know it's Saul and I apologize. (laughs) And uh, you can call me... uh, Terry, that happened, or Karen. I've been called Karen, but <laughs> before, <laughs> before it had a loaded, more loaded context. So, okay, any movement that preaches intolerance and persecution must be outside the law. It is as paradoxical as it paradoxical as it may seem. Defending tolerance requires to not tolerate the intolerant, <laughs> and there you go. It it reminds me. I don't know if you saw earlier there um it was on it was on social media there's a uh there was a tweet where republicans are claiming to be victims and these are young people in college and they were they they tweeted out oh the tolerant liberals and uh, all I all I was doing was expressing my conservative views and one of one and a kid that was sitting next to them got up and was like, "You should be ashamed of yourself. You're disgusting. You're horrible." You know what they were doing? They were printing out signs that said, "Ban transgendered," and and they are considered, you know, the victims in their mind. They're like, "Oh, we were just expressing our views," and there we we were attacked, <laughs> right? That's the paradox of express, tolerance. If, mm-hmm. if they express a, a vitriolic, uh, you know, viewpoint, right? Then anybody has the right to be vitriolic in return. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? right. You, if your point surrounds bigotry, mm-hmm. then other people are allowed to exclude you in the same way that you want to exclude others. Right. And it's it's one thing also to express a viewpoint, especially it's one thing your viewpoint is awful like that. And then right. it's another thing to say we should elect a lot of people to pass legislation to make that impossible to be mm. transgender. Right. Or to abortion. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to, have affirmative action uh, uh, policies in your school or workplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the uh, 
those are even smaller instances like that are violent. But when we're talking about fascism, we're talking about something that's sliding into much higher levels of violence than that. So when we're, when they're expressing those viewpoints, if those viewpoints include um, trying to spread high, really violent ideas like that, mm-hmm. we have a right to arm ourselves, to train ourselves, and to, if necessary, be violent in return yeah. because we're not the instigators. Well, and yeah. sadly, the uh, American law, like most other countries, doesn't recognize that at all. Mm. Um, the the that we're seeing with the Republicans is they can talk all they want, and the more that they're going to continue talking, right. if, if we keep allowing the right. kinds of sta- statements and sentences within free speech, we're we're going to get really screwed, right. and we're going to have a really violent system. Right. And that is, we cannot tolerate. Yeah. Exactly. It's that's really that's the paradox of tolerance. How? But but okay. Now we're in a we're in a we're in the home stretch here on the grand experiment. If we don't win in the midterms, we're done. In my I think if the Republicans get power, yeah. they will entrench themselves so into our uh, system then they will pull the ladders up behind them and we won't be able to do anything about it which is so frustrating why uh, to me it feels like the democrats are fighting this with you know tolerance and being oh i'm i'm uh, being nice uh, you see i can be bipartisan with these fuckers this it really reminds me of what in the weimar republic where uh and I, I think it's kind of a human thing where people it's it's a level of denial that we're as bad off as we actually are uh, the democrats can't just say oh well we were we weren't able to pass voting um, voting laws to save democracy so you guys got to just get out there and vote 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 but if everything mm-hmm. is rigged at this point, what uh, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. Like, for example, right, just Remember, today, a, a Trump. Rush. Wait, go ahead. Hold on a sec. A Trump judge's new decision would undo more than 50 years of voting rights laws just today. And if this goes to the yeah. Supreme Court, what will what will happen? Of course, they're going to validate it, as we've seen in the past. But what were you going to say? Who was talking? Uh, I, I was just going to say that it, it, it may not even be uh, so soon that they pull the ladders up, as you say, because mm. it, it seems to me like Trump was kind of like a failed experiment mm-hmm. almost. Who like came, he came within spitting distance of achieving right. their actual goal. Now they've almost retreated. They've, they've, in my opinion, Giving Joe Biden to mm. us as our as our current democratic um, mm-hmm. demagogue, just sort of like I, I don't know. It feels almost like a Trojan horse, like mm. a sort of take this for now right. while we plot moves. Yes, and, and that real quick that uh, that was what I was thinking as you were talking about. We see the Democrats have this response of tolerance towards fascism. Mm-hmm. Well, we can imagine who's playing idea in all of the Democratic uh, politicians' heads. It's, of course, the fascists. Right. Um, and the, that's 
that's I mean, it all goes back to funding. It all goes back to um, that they have a unified plan. Yes. And that is a definitely a part towards keeping the fascism going. That's why the work of anti-fascism and not nonviolent anti-fascism mm. is important. Right. So. Right. I mean, how will we how will we be able to push Democrats or I mean, is that a lost cause at this time? Um, I, I, I really don't know. It's I'm really concerned, as well, others have said. But mm-hmm. yeah, they need uh, new power figures. They need new people to get the voters genuinely excited, not just like you know some fad or some right. quick wave that right. everybody just mm. act through democratic powerhouse that represents the will of the people. The issue mm. is what stands in the way of that is the Democratic Party itself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They yep. really, if honest ourselves, don't want to change the status quo yep. either. Nope. Yeah. That's right. I, I, we can see how the, the uh, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders campaign was right. revealed to be sabotaged in the Senate. Yeah. Right, in the face of all you know, of this were... disparity and upward immobility and all of the res- the recipe for fascism, they laid it out. They laid the groundwork. It couldn't take root if not for this income disparity and living in a country, the richest country on earth, where cops are busting people who are stealing diapers. Uh, it's so disgusting to me. Not that they, oh, okay, there should be whatever consequence or whatever, but the, 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 they're not, they're attacking the, the victims, not the cause. We should all be outraged by that. And I don't know. I think that so many and, are asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, what that, what that democratic powerhouse voice that's always just talking about also needs to lay out about the those kinds of instances. Is yes, that wait, hold on a second. We'll be it. right back. All right, we're back with Mark and Saul from Shaping Progress. What were you saying? Uh, yeah. I, I was just saying, when we're talking about like the cops busting a bunch of people who've shoplifted diapers and uh, baby shampoo and that kind of stuff. Uh, what we also need to mention is that they're using our money to do it. They're right. directly stealing That's from right. us. That's right. The majority of people have not consented to give such crazy proportions of our tax money away to cops, and then they're paying the cops directly to go and confiscate the stuff that they've paid their slaves right. in other countries mm-hmm. to. That's so and true. Aren't Right. The other part is that those, those I, you may have mentioned this earlier. I was watching a little bit, but um, uh, in any truly free or truly uh, ethical society, all of those products that are on that table in that bust photo mm. would be provided to people. For, right. So, uh, in that society, there would be no need for shoplifting. That's and right. those uh, those companies no incentive to pay cops to steal it back from the shoplifters. Exactly. Yeah, and, luxury yeah. mm-hmm. and and e should should be the things that that are unaffordable that cost money. Right. Things that are everyday and like keeping yourself clean and and fed and keeping your child healthy and clean and fed. These and are having not clothes things. on your back. 
these right. are not things you should you should paying a premium for and you see what you see time and time again is a couple of companies just nail the whole market down and you know make you pay whatever they want yeah mm -hmm. and this this time why the market is a sham you know the market yeah. literally exists so that we and not to fight these companies directly right and uh talk to even people who work on uh basically running the market they can't tell you what half of those things do either. You can take college courses <laughs> right. and the other side at oh, I know. universities and still have no idea what's actually going on. Exactly. So it's a, it's a grift. They come up with algorithms to that high frequency trade and they're uh, scraping a couple of pennies off the top here and there and it all adds up. This is what they do. It's a, it's a game. And according to this, yep. I mean, the greed, it really just comes down to greed, as always, and the propaganda that keeps the, the division going. And we, they, and I, I say it all the time, they wouldn't have been able to have a con man rise to power despite receiving fewer votes if we, were, if we weren't the least upwardly mobile, if we didn't have the widest income gap, if people weren't living paycheck to paycheck. They, I mean, and the genius of, and it's not genius, they just followed the fascist playbook. It's the, the rich, they bought the, the, the um, you know, the platforms to spread their lies, to keep people divided. And here we are, mm -hmm. as, like, for example, with inflation, Everyone's turning on, well, of course, Joe Biden, but as if, you know, he's uh, he can just wave his magic wand when greed is the, driving the price hikes, right? We read the story. Starbucks, yeah. is they're profitable. All these companies are, are reaping record profits. Their CEOs are getting record raises. They're making more money. Billionaires are 66% richer since the start of the pandemic, and they're raising prices. There's no need for it. It's just yeah, so greed. Greed. We we need to call that what it is because when we're seeing that these companies are making record profits mm -hmm. and then all of the prices are going up, it's not inflation. That's predatory pricing. Yes. And uh, when we're when we're talking about the uh, the since we're talking about violence and nonviolence, I see two ways out of this mm. hole that we've been dug here, um, and. I was just saying the market is fake, but one other thing to keep in mind as I'm about to say this is that the currency is also fake mm -hmm. because currency does for purpose, but the American dollar is not a proper currency. People are just sitting yeah. in offices mm -hmm. and typing in a number. Right. The, mm -hmm. there, there's no – it's not tethered down. So when we're talking about getting out of that bubble, and whether it's going to be violent or nonviolent, the, the two the two ways we're either going to get out is something like a general strike or mm. some, some other right. method will actually rise, take control of, or change the system again. So something revolutionary or if we don't act quick enough, there's going to be a bubble um, because even mm. if they just this is like this is like the 2008 crisis. But if there were no 
um, what are they called? If there were no uh, of the rating agencies right. to actually mm-hmm. check on whether whether the tranches at the time were about to bust. Mm-hmm. So we know the current at some point very soon going to bust. It's just a matter of whether we're told about it or not. Right. And I have a feeling we're in that stage mm. where we're just being hoodwinked and Oh yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. Everything is uh, the the scam. So, yeah, definitely. Of making the rich richer yeah. and keeping the power structure in in place. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, and in that situation, we can't just go through that nonviolently. If the dollar collapses, hmm. which I, I didn't even mention so far, every other currency in a major nation in the world is backed on the dollar. And the dollar is no longer backed on gold or any other other form of those were essentially currencies too. Um, it, it, it's all tethered to nothing. So mm. if the dollar goes under, the whole world goes under. It's not just America's oh, yeah. problem. Well, that's and yeah. that's mm-hmm. the thing we're out of nonviolence. Right. So. Well, I if that happened, if everything collapsed, you know that. We, they would the people would turn against each other that's that they've been primed yeah. to do that and i you're 100 percent correct you're talking about general strikes that's why they keep us divided there will not be a general strike in this country because people are so divided and they know it and they fucking know it so that's why they are so yeah. brazen that's why they can get away with what they get away with why joe manchin can get away with what he gets away with because the corporate media gets him, gives him cover. The corporate media actually says that, well, he's just doing what his constituents want in West Virginia. Oh, really? His constituents don't want to go to the dentist? They don't want to pay $35 yeah. for insulin? Really? They yeah. don't want living wages, I mean, the- right? Uh, they want to get at, they want to stay yeah. in the mines. They don't want to have renewable job jobs in renewable energy right it's it, yeah yeah it's it's disgusting so uh, that's why what well, you do well, on shaping well, progress well, is so important go ahead that's one of the things that american fascism is so successful at is keeping everything sort of nebulous mm-hmm. and about the numbers and about who's in the wrong and the right, right. peaceful and who's not when all that's serving to do is keep people's eyes off of the reality of the suffering of, you know, average Americans on the ground. That's right. Right. And keep people pointing the fingers at each other. And so today it's another thing. I was, you know, commenting on that uh, diaper story, <clears throat> but also there was another <laughs> Uh, another woman who was tweeting me about voting and she's obviously a right winger or something, something in the, in between, but saying, uh, Oh, it's unconstitutional. Uh, the, the thing is they have so altered the voting laws in so many States that, and also made it impossible for uh, non you know, non uh, nonpartisan actors to count the votes in many states, and they're kicking. Well, now it's like forty percent of new registrations are being rejected in Texas. All of this shit, 
is mm. a deliberate assault on voting. And so this woman was tweeting at me, well, it says in the Constitution that, uh, you know, the states control the vote. Well, okay, uh, that's... Does that mean that the con does the Constitution give racist assholes the right to to pull the rug out from under you to vote, like to have absolutely no say? That's what the Voting what? Rights Act was for, and these fuckers, you know, yep. did away with it. Nobody w asked them to, but the, I guess the business class did. So, what were you saying? Frankly, in my opinion. The more rules and the more BS and the more bureaucracy and structure you put in front of people's vote mattering, mm. the worse of a democracy. Yes. yes. Which why, in my opinion, I think we should get rid of the Electoral College and oh, become yeah. a direct uh, representation of oh, democracy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And even that, mm -hmm. standardize the methods. Uh, of which people are able to vote for all the states. So it's simple, so it's clear, so that no matter where you're at in the United States, you know exactly where to go and what to do, right. and that you will be able. That's right. But hold on a second. We'll be right back with Mark and Saul from Shaping Progress. And so we were talking about fa fighting fascism and voting, and all of that is related, of course, uh, uh, of course, with economics as well. And the the woman, uh, this uh, it always drives me insane. These people, these right-wingers are always like, oh, that's unconstitutional. What is unconstitutional about not waiting on line 12 hours to vote? What is unconstitutional about that? You know what I mean? It's I love how these right-wingers, they, they speak, and these this, these are average people justifying and giving cover to the rich who will only use their power not to make her life better. They'll use their power to rob her. And it doesn't matter how many, how many times she repeats their talking points and spreads their bullshit. They're not... Who's on their side, you know? Not them, not Trump. Not any of these people. They're nothing but pawns. That, it drives me insane how they, they're nothing but pawns, and all they do is spread the talking points of, of, of liars and greed and, and oligarchs, really. So anyway, uh, and they say it's unconstitutional. Un it's like wrapping their bullshit in the veneer of legitimacy. So for 50 years... The Voting Rights Act was non-controversial. All of the sudden, it's unconstitutional. It's sort of like Roe v. Wade all of the sudden, right? Unconstitutional. Bullshit. It's, you know, Mark it's, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. in one of our on, Wait, hold on. on you're breaking up. You're breaking right. up. You're breaking up. Uh, can you repeat what you said? You're breaking up a little bit. Go ahead. Sorry. I said Mark. Mark and I, am in, in one of our episodes, talked about how the right, you know, tends to steal sort of leftist terminology, mm, like the Nazis yes. calling themselves. Oh, yes. And so that, you know, the Republicans realize what they want, but they also realize that they have to play within mm -hmm. the rules of the right. game. Right, They right. realize that near legitimacy over their bullshit is how they've gotten this far already 
Yes, that's true. That's what um, we talk. I always say this on the show. They wrap their lies in the veneer of legitimacy, but it's they have to act like they're they're us. You know what I mean? That's why I, we say we will win because they have to. Oh wait, hold on. The stupid an ad started playing in my ear. They have to pretend they're they're doing it for freedom. Like for example, uh, just what's going on in Canada with the vaccine, with the um, you know, with the trucker tantrum. They have to pretend they're doing it for freedom and uh, and uh, everybody else when they're not. They're just in that case, they're having a tantrum and they're searching for the superior moral justification for selfishness and endangering public health and doing you know doing all they can to p- keep the pandemic going that's what they're doing but exactly you're 100 percent correct it's they have to be like oh we're just um you know fighting for we're pro-life or my body my choice that kind of shit they uh, co-opt the language of, uh, you know, of, of actual patriots to, and it's, it's so annoying that these Republicans, they never, I I don't know, they don't know history, obviously, and much less reality, but they, this is what happens all the time in history. It's the same game being played. That's why uh, uh, scholars all over the world are saying that the United States is on its last legs. The U.S. democracy is in the final throes if something doesn't happen. The Canadian scholar recently said, we better prepare for uh, a fascist USA by 2030. That's what he said. And um, where there are others, not just, here's another one. Who is it? Fascism scholar says U.S. is losing its democratic status. Uh, And that's not just, it's not a lone voice. This is all over from the beginning. When Trump was elected, there was an Irish uh, member of parliament that was, um, that gave a speech. The United States just elected a fascist. What are we going to do about it? What You see what's happening, though. Business media, uh, all of the apparatus, including the Democratic Party, they lend legitimacy to this coup constantly. It's not just Trump. Trump is the symptom. The, it's, this has been coming along of many, for years. It, it, this, we wouldn't be here without Reagan, without Clinton, without all of the lines being crossed along the way. And yeah, that's uh, that's what we're up against. What do you the think? The thing is, is these these they think that they can win by through sheer force and mm. manipulation, deception. And the thing is, is that even if they do, it's a pyrrhic victory because mm. it's there's no way that the entire population of America, right. which is repeatedly known to be majority blue voters, mm-hmm. is going to just you know laid settle for that right it's going to cause terrible civil unrest 
And so I, I, I feel like, you know, rather than some huge civil war, the United States might sort of go out in this kind of long whimper mm. of uh, civil unrest, yeah. economic collapse. Oh, definitely. And, well, and right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the other thing um, that all of this whole conversation so far has been really reminding me is uh, there's a common phrase among the left, um, and I would I would give the exception of a race war here, but they often say there's no real war but the class war. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about them and the us, we're talking about the bourgeois and the proletariat. And yes. the bourgeoisie, uh, they, they're, they're a minority. So the people that they're going to war with are the majority, and that's right. why they think they can win with one right. exception that's right. because they don't have numbers of the morality. It's all got to be a deception. Yes. Um, and it's right. got to be a deception that ends with the goal of taking as much power from the proletariat as possible. This right. is why in the 14 characteristics of there's labor power is suppressed and uh, – and uh, oh, whoa, I can't remember the other one, but yeah, it's yeah, the last one. Mm-hmm. Let me so. see, fourteen characteristics. I'll look it up. It's it's a pretty famous yeah. list. Let me see, fourteen characteristics, fascism. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. It's okay. So powerful and continuing nationalism. And you know what's interesting as far yep. as um, there's there's a recent study about authoritarian characteristics in different countries, and the United States is going off the chart at this time, and that's because of Trump. But yeah. the lowest are the Germans. They have the least authoritarian tendencies because of their history. They know that nationalism, yeah, where it leads. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you saying? There's a, and you. We want to repeat that real quick. Oh, I just said they've learned their lesson because yes. they've suffered. They've learned that that nothing good can can come of this sort right. of formation of of culture. Right. And, and uh, right. that right. that mm-hmm. feeling that feeling. What I was going to say is that feeling is tangible when you go to Germany. Like I, I have personally not been to Germany, but a number of my relatives have, and all of them have said that within the last 30, 40 years, every time they've gone to Germany, and less so in the last few mm-hmm. years, last 10 years, uh, there's a sadness when you're there. And mm. all of the people, there's kind of a melancholy that, uh, that's definitely related to the atrocities that have happened right. there. You know? Because they, so that's they act- know. Right. Cool. Well, I, 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 I think I told the story about I met this girl from Germany, young, a young woman, and uh, I was doing volunteer work for New York Cares. This was during the Bush administration. And I said, what do you think about what's going on? Because I was, at the time, crying fascist about Bush, especially going into countries that didn't attack us and lying us into wars and all of that and the Patriot Act mm-hmm. and torturing and, you know, just the disgrace. And, and Germany didn't go along with Bush and was uh, outspoken about violating the Geneva Conventions. Wait, oh, my God, we're almost we're done from of well, the shape, not the shape the uh, the progressive voices part of the show. Anyway, but she was saying that 
they um, they don't appreciate nationalism in Germany because they know where it leads to. Waving flags and all that nonsense is yeah wonderful. Love your country, but don't be an idiot. So thank you so much for hanging out. We are we are with. Uh, I'm losing it. We will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. We stick together. We win. Thank you, Mark and Saul from Shaping Progress. Join shapingprogress.org. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. All right. That's good. But um, we're still doing the show. That's just the progressive voices part of the show. It goes by so fast. I can't even take yeah. it. It's anyway. Time it does. And anyway, the, so the the person, the young woman that I met from Germany, she was saying that they are taught uh, about the Holocaust and that one of the, you know, they, they're not, they don't appreciate nationalism. They understand the dangers of nationalism, where it goes. That's why when Trump is like, you know, a lot of people say uh, it's negative to call yourself a nationalist. But, you know, I'm a nationalist. And then they all applaud. A lot of people say it because it is Nazi, you Nazi bastard. That's a, you're, you're a Nazi, okay? Waving flags yeah. and all of that bullshit. It doesn't, you know, didn't end well for the Germans. But the, the interesting thing about, the, about Germany is that it wasn't... They, you know, it took a while for the Germans to atone. Of course, it, the generation that committed the crimes was—they weren't interested in revisiting it. It were—it was their children and grandchildren that wouldn't let it go, and had to, thankfully, had to bring it out and teach about it. They didn't want they these Nazis wanted to just meld right back into society at the time. No, and they all denied it. There was a the the term the good German. I was a good German, which meant, of course, you yeah. Well, they you knew what was going on. You saw your neighbors disappear in the night. They took advantage of these things. They turned against their neighbors. If people the purges, people were purged out of their jobs. Others were happy to step right in. And the thing with the Nazis, they were never they were never a majority party either. They were always a fr- well, f- especially in the beginning, they were fringe. They were considered a joke. Hitler was a joke, and they yeah wiggled their way into power legitimately through deception, through violence, through intimidation. And when they initially got into power, that they started to. Um, uh, fund public works projects and to put people to work. Uh, uh, the Jewish purges and all that didn't start right away. It started slow. It began with the communists because that were that the communists were their political rivals. It was they had as many people. It was the I, I'm not, I don't know off the top of my head now, but they were giving the Nazis a run for their money. And they, so what Hitler did was he purged all of his enemies and then put everybody to work. So 
they could feel pride and it was a distraction. That's why when you watch all the old newsreels, people cheering and it beca- he became, oh, well, okay, I don't like this this uh, Jewish stuff, but I can deal with, uh, yeah, I like my job. I, uh, we're, we're at work again. And I re- always remember a quote from Herman Goring when he was on trial. He, they said something about, you know, the people, you didn't support you. And he said, but oh, how they cheered. So... And it's true when you when you watch the newsreels and all that, it, it is chilling how others turned. Not only, I mean, in other countries too. They then the purges began in other countries, and the of course conservatives jumped right in because they agreed. You know what I mean? And and I see this happening here. What what's the difference when? You know, somebody is coming down an escalator calling Mexicans rapists and murderers. That's the same thing. And then you have this young but, person oh, talking about banning assume. trans. Come on. It's like, wow. Scary. Go ahead. Sorry. And you see that, of course, the end of that sentence, which is pretty uh, – uh, it's pretty um, – uh, indicative of where the Republicans are at right now. Right. The end of his sentence there was – and some – assume are good people right right some are good people and that's it they i'm sure they think they're good people i'm sure they think they're christians like in the video with this young man it calls out these fascist assholes printing out flyers saying ban transgender it's and he's like get the fuck out of here and she's like oh yeah real tolerant nice have a nice day and she and he says get out of here with your kind act i sure i'm sure you think you're a christian too and she's like have a nice day yeah. you're going to be on tiktok and all this and she, he's like good because you're disgusting but how a how anybody can print a flyer saying ban a segment of the human race. Where does that lead? We know where it leads. It leads yeah. to what we saw in the 20th century. Jesus Christ, it's unreal. Yeah. And, and that's that's why we need when we're talking about nonviolent approaches to combating that and violent approaches to combating that. It needs to be mm. clear that um, right. we need to stand as people who, when we see that kind of thing say fuck you right you know instead right. of and i'm sure you that's right person and make it clear in that uh in that point in time too if you try and act on that we will respond to you in the appropriate manner you right know? in the appropriate manner in that not non-violent yeah because well, if right. we're talking I, i'm mm-hmm. i'm not for um i'm not for uh oh, um mine's working slow today it's uh, all right <laughs> when, I'm not for, you know, I'm an abolitionist in mm-hmm. terms of prisons and of policing. Oh, yeah. But if we're talking about groups need to be put in prison, at least temporarily, yes. those are the groups we're talking about. And it, it, it shouldn't exactly matter what age you're at. If you're, you know, the, I, I'm also not for like re-education camps. Or oh, some, yeah. Some, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff couldn't be held. 
but there needs to be laws about hate speech that need yes. to be vastly right. reviewed. In this right, right. Well, that's and the that's thing, right, exactly. Being an incredibly hateful person who's extremely willing to use not just divisive but violent means to, like you're saying, ban a segment of the population. Yeah, it's it's sick. If there's something Wait, hold on. You're breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up. You're breaking oh, sorry. up. It's okay. Sorry. What were you um, saying? If that we or that Christians mm. need to combat, either anti-fascists or Christians need to get together and combat. It's banning right. segments of the population. That's right. Well, that's why the Democrats, to me, they're such feckless and, and impotent, uh, you know, embarrassments sometimes. Fighting, well, they, that's they, what they, right. Fighting, bringing a a uh, a strongly worded email to a gun battle. That's what they do. So uh, you're not. I, I think we're past that point. I, right. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to say as well. Uh, Putin has been so-called president of I Russia. Know. Oh yes, right. And he he has still, you know. An opposition party that presents itself as serious campaigns uh -huh. that so right. what what you'll notice is in order for if it's like Nazism and there's mm -hmm. no opposition it dies out very quickly because it's easy to spot but if you have authoritarianism that pretends to have genuine opposition right. then it's much easier for it to hunt yes that's the role that. Democrats often find themselves yeah. playing as well, that's it. as most left Democrats find that to be. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think and, that's their role. Right. And this is why we need to that the current form of government that we have, because as long as there's going to be an opposition party like that, the government, as we're watching, can just continue to slide, backslide further into fascism, and all the so-called Democrats yeah. will just stand around and say, well, that's right. the way it went this election right. cycle. Exactly. I'm saying, if, if this next election cycle does not uh, go in the way of anti-fascism, we need a revolutionary approach after yes. that. And I'm not saying treason. I'm not saying yeah. overthrow the country. I'm saying overthrow that form of fascism. Yes. Because to be to be very clear, all of that stuff like overthrowing the country and you know giving the land back, all of that stuff is currently illegal. Yes. So. Right. It's true. The, 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 yeah. It seems to me the Democrats are. They they will roll over for any any Republican dirty tricks like they have forever, like they. This is mm -hmm. what we scream about on the show when the Republicans, when Mitch McConnell uh, corrupted the Supreme Court illegitimately. The Democrats just go, oh well, I guess that's the way it is, and they they if it were if the shoe was on the other foot. You know that the Republicans would not let it go. They would never stop. We, they're still talking about Benghazi, these fucking morons. And mm -hmm. it's part of the sham. And the Democrats are just like, oh, well, uh, the, you know, I guess the Supreme Court ruled that we can't have voting rights anymore. We can't have federal protections for voting that non-controversial uh, that were uh, upheld in precedent for 50 years. Oh, well. And they don't go, no, 
This is an illegitimate Supreme Court They that the Republicans have so corrupted every pillar of democracy. We're in a crisis. You know what I mean? Instead, they're just calling for them to um, be, play nice. And it's I think that the Republicans, they know that and they they exploit that. So, yeah, like in in uh, in Hungary in where where uh, what's his face? Tucker Carlson went and he did his his show and they all, you know, they're kissing ass on these autocrats. But that's what they have. Like you're talking about. They have this feckless fake sham opposition that gives the the illusion of legitimacy. The the corporate media in this country drives me insane. Everybody knows. But also because they call Putin a president. They call Xi uh, a president. He's not, you know, that mm -hmm. in itself will blur the lines and prep it. It will prep this country for having a so-called president that doesn't leave power for 30 years like Putin. And everything Putin did, just mm -hmm. like Hitler, is leg is all in the veneer of legality. He, uh, but of course, doesn't matter who votes, who but it only matters who counts the votes. Uh, they changed the constitution in Russia so he can keep power until 2030 or something. And of course, that will change when, if ever he gets to that point, if I don't know, if he lives that long you know it'll change so he can be it's like what happened in ancient rome they they had a a position called dictator that was only supposed to be um in a crisis the famous dictator was cincinnatus they and that's why they called washington the american cincinnatus because he gave, gave up power and that was in during the republic cincinnatus came out of his came from his farm and he served his country and then he went back to his farm without trying to rule the country mm -hmm. uh with with caesar and once it didn't happen overnight though but all of the the rich started to blur the line so they had laws about you had consuls had to be a certain age then you know, they blurred that line. And um, consuls had to serve only if one year and they had to serve equally with another person. That's how that's how much they were afraid of someone, one person gaining power. And they still fell to an autocrat. But it happened because the military started to um, uh, owe allegiance to, to, to the generals instead of the Senate even though they pledged allegiance to the Senate and people of Rome. And then it's like what happened, what's happening with Trump. And they want to create uh, like in, in, um, in Florida, he wants his own Praetorian guard shit like that. And, um, you know, they gave, uh, Caesar, he was dictator for a year. Then they voted dictator for 10 years. Then it, then they voted dictator for life. You know, it just, the lines kept blurring all of these assaults on their, what you know, their republic. Of course, it was ruled by the rich. It wasn't like, uh, we're supposed to be a, you know, that's why we're a democratic republic, because we vote for our our representatives. And, you know, there they, it was inherited and it 
it was all due to wealth. But we're uh, we're in big, yeah. big, big, big trouble. And I don't know if we, yeah, the we, Democrats, are gonna are up to the task of anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What are you saying? Well, <laughs> we 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 do have to remember that although we're supposed to be a democratic republic, um, and we do vote on who goes into office, and supposedly those votes right. are what elects, we have zero control over who we're voting for. We can't. You can't just run as a regular person for office, even mm-hmm. though many people will tell you you can. Oh, yes. You need right. a lot of money, and who's going to give you yep. a lot of money? It's the corporation. Oh, yeah. And that was the uh, 14th point I yes. forgot about, by the way. It was labor power is suppressed and corporate power is protected. That's right. And that that yes. in that situation, we might be a dem- Republic in the sense that we're voting for people, but we're not a democratic republic in the sense that anyone can run and uh, right. speak democratically yeah. for a majority right. of the population. And in many cases, it doesn't take a majority of the population voting right. for you to get elected. That's the other thing, where we have this this built-in bullshit where well, it's part of gerrymandering, but the Electoral College, that's, that's a stopgap for democracy truly breaking out. And the fact that we had a con man who squatted in the White House despite receiving fewer votes on the slimmest margin in uh, in any electoral win in American history and then went around strutting like he was a freaking, uh, you know, he had a mandate to be a fascist. Then the other thing, when you think about it, at least, well, not at least, but Hitler started putting people to work. He built the Autobahn and shit like that to distract and give them some, you know, something to uh, disregard the rest of the of the atrocities. It, what we didn't even get any of that here. Trump did, never did anything. He just yeah. talked about. It. He just said he was great, and we were all supposed to be like, yes, yes, my lord. Uh, it's very fucked up. These these Trump anzies are um, a really scary bunch because they have no yeah. they they don't know history or reality, and they're they're just they they're eager dupes of a con man that's helped kill nearly a million people now in this country. Really, all right? It's yeah. what my head is bl- yeah. being. I'm like blowing my own mind and when you think about it it's unreal yeah and the the other thing is if we were a functioning democratic republic um, Trump would be in jail and he would have been in jail while That's he was right uh, while he was supposed to be right. completing his term I mean right. but right. obviously there this is the power of the fascism that we're encountering they can continue stringing us along yes making us think there's a chance he's going to go to jail and there's a chance he's not going to run again. Right. Well, uh, that's why you can tell and he is going to run again and they'll most likely agree with you. We're oh all prepared God. for that outcome. Right. They're, so makes they're me, laying the groundwork. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what makes me sort of darkly chuckle in a way as well is that both uh, Hitler and Caesar – came to power in an environment where the government was uh, ineffectual. Yes. Oh, no. The damn... Hold on. Oh, no. 
The stupid phone went out. What the fuckity fuck? <laughs> Host and call now we're gonna see line. how this. Please enter your show or meeting show number is in made. We're going to let me see my show number. Enter your six-digit PIN number. <laughs> Welcome, nope. host. You have not started a I haven't show started session a in Colin Studio and cannot I yet haven't? receive calls on T A R A B U S T E R. That's terrible. Please visit the Colin Studio website and begin your session. Music will play until your session. Welcome. I host. didn't. I know you I hung up. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web interface. You can call back. Audio recording is on dual channel. Skype. S Skype. Skype crapped out. Let me see. Call back. Anyway, this is what happens. Become a patron at patreon.com. <laughs> Slash Tara Devlin. I hope that doesn't happen. That's the first time that happened with Skype. Skype just bugged out. But they were making a very good point. Our millennial correspondents. Who I love. And it's very sad that they have to live in this fascist fucking autocracy. So while we're waiting, hopefully they will, they'll be able to call back. But the 14 characteristics, let's see. Oh, wait, I don't want to. Where is everybody? Let's see. Guys, thank you. I see Stephen Lee. Thank you for your super chats. Both two super chats in a row. Trump will rot in prison on racketeering charges, I hope. Well, he thinks he's above the law, and he actually said that, that presidents are special. Thankfully, um, the, the courts are saying otherwise so far. <laughs> and thank you, Stephen Lee, for another super chat. We will not go back to 1955. All right. Well, if you can't call in, that's fine. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's something wrong. Okay, let me set it up. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. All right. Well, forget it. The show's over in 10 minutes. We'll do it again. Let's see. We'll do it again another time. Show's over in 10. All right, forget it. I'm shutting down the phones. But that's it. All right, guys, is that okay? Because every minute I got to pay. You understand? That's another thing. Become a patron. Because that all, all of this, you know, you got to pay for. It helps to keep us going. That's what I'm talking about. You guys, you guys. Well, that was good anyway. Yes, let's see. As a late boomer, I apologize for my generation. Mark C, don't, you don't have to apologize. You're doing, you're doing a lot. More than most. It's very frustrating. I apologize too. I was born, I'm a, what am I, a Generation X? Ugh. Born on the wrong side of Reaganomics while the New Deal was unraveling. Watching my father and listening, well, who? Enduring him, listening to Rush Limbaugh. 
and knowing, I, I have to say, I'll pat myself on the back. I never, I was never like, oh, this is good shit. I was never that stupid. And I was also never that evil. I don't know what was wrong. My father was the only Republican of all of his sisters and brothers. So it's just weird. My aunt said he was the only one that voted for Nixon. And, and they were all like, what's wrong with you? Because of all my father's brothers and sisters, he was the most, well, one of the most solidly working class. A product of the New Deal. He served in the military. He did two years in Korea. No, in Germany. He was stationed in Germany during the Korean War and came home on the GI Bill. My father's mother's house burnt down and they... He and his brothers all pooled their GI Bill money to buy my grandmother a house, which built generational wealth in the family. That was, of course, not offered to uh, soldiers who had darker pigment. And my other uncle went to uh, NYU on, on his GI Bill. But at a time when the... The credits for NYU, it was $25 a credit. So there you go. Now you go to NYU, forget it. You are, you're coming out as an indentured servant to the, to the banks. So, but my father was one of these people that thought he was able to pull himself up by his bootstraps. A garbage man, a... He worked for the Postal Service. All of these middle-class jobs, working-class jobs that were middle-class at the time, able to buy a house on this, on this salary. Now, you can't do this now. It's impossible. That's why I can't stand these boomers saying, oh, well, uh, you got it so good, millennials. No, not in the very, not at all, in the very least. So the 14 characteristics of fascism, powerful and continuing nationalism, just to review, because you guys know, I'm sure you've, no, you've read this, disdain for the recognition of human rights. Well, what, what is that? Banning trans, ban transgender. How could you ban? It's like saying ban air. People, some people are born transgendered, and that's the way it is. Where's your love? Where's your Jesus? What do you think Jesus would say about somebody who was born trans? The Jesus, not the, not Republican Jesus, the actual Jesus. They would say, uh, welcome, we got you, don't worry. We got you, you are loved, you are valued. We'll get through this, You're, you are beautiful. Right? It'll be okay. And the fact that young trans human beings commit suicide in record rates is, is abhorrent and disgusting. And also not very, not very Christian. What kind of Jesus do these freaks worship? Their Jesus is really focused on your pee-pee when who cares did jesus say anything about pee-pees 
What's, it really matters what's in your heart. So moving on, identification of enemies slash scapegoats as a unifying cause. Well, well, Mexicans, immigrants, in this nation of immigrants, that's how twisted they are. Oh, liberals, how's that? That's, all, that's a very Nazi thing. The Nazis were all about, you know, liberal, drinking liberal tears, too. Because they had to identify the enemy. Quote, unquote. Supremacy of the military, of course. Well, that keeps, that keeps people in line. Keeps the democracy from breaking out. Rampant sexism. Welcome to the illegitimate Supreme Court. Women, now you're nothing but a handmaid. Forced pregnancy. You know, they don't... They don't um, lay the groundwork for that will encourage someone who might accidentally find themselves pregnant from then they, all right, can we afford bringing a child into this world? We live in a country where people are fucking robbing and selling diapers. That's that's not a culture uh, of life. We know that when you lay the groundwork, it's not just about education, though it is, or sex education, though it is. It's also about an economy. That's the number one reason someone will choose not to bring a pregnancy to term. So, you, want, you don't like abortion? You're all about life? Love and life, well, vote Democratic, or at least, you know, stop being an asshole. Universal health care, universal higher education, universal living wages, upward mobility, all of that guarantees a culture of life. The supremacy of the military, I said, rapid sex is, oh, controlled mass media. Hello, hello, corporate media. Thank you, Bill Clinton. The era of big government is over. Yeah, well, welcome to fascism. Because big government is the only entity large enough to stop the fascist takeover. And it, big government, if it works for the general welfare, lays the groundwork for democracy. We build the infrastructure of democracy, not fascism. It's sickening to watch cops post pictures boasting about i made a i made a quilt out of signs this is uh, where people are begging for money it's disgusting it's inhumane and also it's kicking down man you don't kick down you're a douchebag if you do in the very least in the very worst you're a goddamn nazi Controlled mass media, yes. Obsession with national security. It, we, it's, it used to be bad during the Bush administration. Now it's off the chart. Oh, when we read this list back then, it's chilling. Now it's goddamn frightening. It'll curl your toes. Obsession with national security. Okay, religion and government are intertwined. We have Michael Flynn on tape saying we got to be Christian. This has to be one religion. 
there's nothing more just there's nothing more Nazi than that. Although we know that the right wingers always they like to say they they like to espouse myth, of course, but. One of the myths is that Hitler was anti-religion like Stalin was. No, that's not true. Religion and government were intertwined. As we know, the Nazis wore belt buckles specifically, but uh, one of their catchphrases was Gott mit uns. God is with us. God, not God, God (laughs) and God. Who's that? It sounds like Gollum. Corporate power is protected. Well, there you go. Here we are in the least upwardly mobile country where we're begging for a trickle, where the minimum wage should be $30 an hour, and they're telling us 15 is as good as it gets, while the rich jerk off in space and other things, goddammit, using this crisis not to show any community spirit or patriotism they use it to raise prices and squeeze you even further labor power is suppressed of course so we just saw giuliani on his cameo because that's all they're about our grifts and making money from the dupes saying oh must be a union they bash unions they bash workers they want everyone a, a separate they union is democracy in a workplace that's why they hate it they want you to be nothing but a serf disdain for intellectuals and the arts yeah um pointy-headed liberals what about joe scarborough yesterday we played the clip Oh, you pointy-headed liberals and your, um, you know, actual factual definition of socialism. We like it the way we we have it, where the dumbasses bite any attempt to throw them a lifeline. They they don't. It doesn't matter what they say, what it is. It's a matter what they think, as if this is normal. Disdain. Oh yes, obsession with crime and punishment. And we live in the freest land of the free where we have more people incarcerated than any other country on earth. It's a joke. Rampant cronyism and corruption. That is the GOP platform. And fraudulent elections. What do you think is going on with these fascist fucks changing laws to ensure that democracy doesn't break out? Now, I want everybody to play, to remember this clip. Here's Joe. I'll play this clip from yesterday in, cl- in case you missed it, because I'm sure this is going to be one in our rotation. Uh, what I love about your report here is, yes, that, that sounds like nonsense to a lot of Democrats who will say, well, no, actually, socialism is when the government controls means of production. Uh, but, no, but that's not how people think. They see the government creeping into their life. They call it socialism. Oh, it doesn't matter what it is. It matters what you have told people it is and that they think it is. So it doesn't matter that the sky is blue or the sun rises in the east. It's It matters what we think it, they think it is. You, you understand that clip is is everything it says that the corporate media 
and even though supposedly the left corporate media perpetrates crimes against the American people, it spreads, it doesn't spread the facts or the truth or reality, it spreads propaganda, tickling the funny bones, the ignorant funny bones of uh, the dupes cheering their own demise. My name is Tara Devlin. Guys, thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history. We will win. Thank you, Mark and Saul from JoinShapingProgress.org, our millennial correspondents. We're on the right side of history. That's for sure. At least we know no history. God damn it. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. That's true. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you soon. I gotta fix. I thought I fixed that. Jesus Christ. Now it's gonna pop in again. Bum. Am I a capitalist? <laughs> I hate that. You're a cap. What am I? Uh, I'm a capitalist. Um. Am I a capitalist? What does that mean? Bung. I live in this bullshit capital. I, I hate that. Capitalism. There's no other system that constantly needs to be masturbated. And it's well, this system. Oh wow. Oh, we have a we have a bot. I'll get rid of it. Bye, bot. Un- oh, maybe. Oh, Haiku beat me to it. Thank you, my friend. Corporations are people, my friend. Yes, Richard W. The the government is a social agreement among citizens to provide services to everyone and must function efficiently. It only functions to make the rich richer at this point. It sucks. Yes, Irene on the chat. None of us are capitalists unless we are making money off our capital. That is the truth. If we're sitting around waiting for the checks, to the dividend checks, that you're a capitalist. You use capital to make money. If you spend your time doing something creating something and you're you're selling your labor for for money you're the time in your life that you'll never get back you're renting that out for a certain price then you're not a capitalist you are a you're a laborer that's one of the greatest deceptions as well that the corporate media perpetrates on the american people they they tell, oh, I'm a capital. I keep hearing this all the time. All of these millionaires, are they have to say, it's the greatest uh, capitalism, the best system ever. Is it? No, it's not. Only if it is regulated, because it comes down to what's the meaning of an economy and what is the meaning of life. Why can't Democrats talk like this? The, th- the problem with Democrats, as Will Rogers said, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't belong to an organized party, I'm a Democrat, or something like that. that. But that is the problem. We have too many corporatists, too many of the fascist enablers, just like 
uh, you know, what's his face in in Weimar Germany, uh, Hindenburg. Hitler couldn't have come with come to power without him. But the Nazis couldn't have spread out their power without the help of the conservatives in every country they invaded. There is, hey, what's his name? There's this guy, the one from Norway. I can't remember his, let's see, Nazi, Norway. Well, you have all of these traitors like like Patan in France, he was a conservative. He made these deals with Hitler. They split the they split the country in two, the German occupied zone and the Vichy France zone, the Vichy regime, which was the puppet regime of the Nazis. And those and of course the resistance rose up. The resistance were the liberals. In every country, the liberals, the communists, the socialists, the the laborers, the normal people, the people who were like, no, no, no fascism, no thank you, none of this bullshit. But everywhere they went, the Nazis found welcome welcome wagons, aiding the, in their in their crimes, frankly. Of course. And what was it? Oh, yeah. So uh, in, what was this? What were they called? In France, they had, it was like the the French brown shirts who were sent out to to crush the resistance. And they were, they were brutal. Worse than the Nazis themselves. And a lot of times the Nazis would stand back and watch the local right-wingers do the dirty work. So, they'll find it. I was going to say they'll find that here. No, of course. What do you mean? What am I talking about? They found that here. We have Nazis here. They're all over the place. And some of them don't even think... they, They think they're... They're patriots, just like the Nazis did. And all over the world, when the, wherever the Nazis invaded, they, they, they covered it in, um, uh, they, you know, they were being attacked. Uh, the Jews were attacking them. They even charged the Jews for, um, the, for cleaning up the streets. They billed the Jewish shop owners and people for cleaning up after Kristallnacht because it was their fault, you see. The Nazis were just trying to protect themselves from the, from the Jews who attacked them by being alive, I suppose. Jesus Christ, can you believe this? Yes, of course. Well, who's that guy? I can't remember his name. They they did execute him after liberation. The guy from oh yeah, Vid Vidcon Quisling. Yeah, that was him. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Wait, is that the guy? I might have it wrong. Oh, that's him. That's right. Vidcon Quisling entered the army in 1911, served as an 
military attache to blah, blah, blah. Blase, blase. At a meeting with Hitler in December of 1939, Quisling urged the, a German occupation of Norway. After the German invasion of 1940, he proclaimed himself head of the government. Although his regime came under widespread bitter attack and collapsed within a week, he continued to serve in the, occupi in the occupation government and was named minister president. Oh, look at that. He was a president. They were free. Quisling's attempt to convert the church, schools, and youth to the Nazi movement aroused fervent Norwegian opposition. He was held responsible for sending nearly 1,000 Jews to die in concentration camps after the liberation of Norway in May of 1945. He was arrested, found guilty of treason, and executed. And that's what you got to do. Our first mistake in this goddamn, goddamn country was uh, allowing Lee and the and the bunch of traitors to go home. The yeah, I mean, I get you would allow the 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 small people, the you know, the underlings, but not never the leaders. Never the leaders. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just looking at Ted Cruz. He's, of course, I don't know. See, here, 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 here we go. Here's another example of the corporate media. They, here's the hill. Why is the hill oh, oh this is all they do they simply spread the lies of these filthy fascists there's no contacts here I, yeah, I, look. my amendment is focused on an area that people understandably rightly are deeply passionate about oh god you traitor the vaccine mandates on children you're a traitor why is he still in the senate you see what I'm saying? He's a traitor. They're all fucking traitors. But we have to pretend that some they're good, I guess. They're they're actually they give a shit about democracy when they incited a violent insurrection of dupes and now they're they're pushing for this fucking orange tax cheating draft dodging con man and his crime family to slither back into government unreal well it's very real all right guys 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 that did he he served so what he was a democrat jefferson davis served two years in prison he was a democrat who fucking cares I know, Thomas, you're a good, you know, you're, you're a normal person. But that's something that the Republicans say all the time. Well, uh, the Democrats were the slave lovers or wanted to have slaves. And so what? You know, uh, things change. That was a hundred, over a hundred years ago, 1860s. Okay, we got to go back there. Things changed. 
It doesn't matter what things are called. It's a, it matters what they are. Well, before we go, let's... Here, let me show you... I'll show you one thing. If I have it. The young... The young man who stood up to the, the fucking... The budding... The, the Hitler youth of his school. Let's see if you can hear it. Like oh, he says, how can you all live? How do we live? Yeah. Um, Y'all pretend to be Christians. Y'all aren't even Christians. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> all right. You're not Christians. Get the fuck out of here, he said. And she's filming, so she's trying to be like, okay, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Oh, fuck you. Stop this like Fuck you. Train, <laughs> Have a nice day, he says. Fuck you. That's the proper response. Stop this nice shit. Fuck you all. Right. all. Well, you're going on TikTok. I have 64,000 followers. So. <laughs> they're all Great. Yeah, and they're, they're all not. bastards, he said. <laughs> That's they how you probably are. They're all bastards. And she said, you probably are. Yes, the kid who is standing up for humans. Not wa not wanting to be near a bunch of Nazis printing out flyers that say ban a segment of humanity. Where does that end? You know what always annoys me too is the, well, besides everything else with the Republicans, is that they talk about, when we talk about FDR, they're like, oh, internment camps, right? It was, uh, yeah, okay, well, yeah. The FDR family, the Roosevelt family and the Roosevelt Foundation have issued many, many statements. Yeah, this was wrong. It was uh, apologizing. Yeah. So, these, so it doesn't mean that the New Deal, of course, with the racist aspects, that's a problem, but we live in this fucked up, cra crazy, anti-democracy, uh, so-called democracy. And it's as if they're, they're against internment camps. You know what I mean? These fascists, could, they can't wait to send people to internment camps. FDR, they had internment camps because the fucking conservatives insisted on it. So, okay, they got what they wanted. Now it's like, oh, FDR, internment camps. When these people would love to send people to internment camps today, today. We had internment camps at the border. Inhumane. People died in them. I, I saw a video a young man who had the flu he died of the flu in one of these these camps at the border and he was knocking on the door help me help me and nobody came they just let him die right alright my friends yeah let me see well what else where's the other I want to show you this lady where, oh, here it is. I'll show you. This is the whole thread. On um, here, look. So everybody was. This is where this idiot posted it. Her name is Kelly. 
her Twitter handle is Kelly underscore Niedert, N-E-I-D-E-R-T. And she posts, a student at my university, parentheses, University of North Texas, saw me and a friend printing flyers for our conservative club. He had a meltdown and stormed out of the library screaming at us, which was not true. Watch. Let's see. Is he screaming? That's Christian. All right. Go to fucking hell. Go to fucking hell. Have a great day. Yeah, okay, cool. You really think I care? Too much makeup, dude. Too much makeup. You do care, because thank you. So are you. That's not screaming, but you see, they're liars. And then underneath, this other fascist bitch who doesn't know what the hell she's talking about says, my friend basically got kicked out of her sorority because she was getting bullied at UNT for being conservative. And they mean being hateful, being conservative. That's what it means. Oh, you don't like my conservative views. Oh, you're talking about low taxes on the rich and deregulation on corporations? No, they're talking about this. Look, criminalized child transitions. Of course, this is fear-mongering, another example of Republicans, fascists, sticking their big fascist, big government nose into families' business. What the fuck? And, and the lives of others. Some kids will kill themselves. They're not talking about... I mean, it's like, I don't even want to get into it because it's we know what, the, what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just a bunch of fascists and they found the trans community. They're not getting the same bang for their hate with, with gays, even though that's... It's still, they're still kicking that dead horse. They know that there's a lot of misconception or ignorance around trans people, even though it's ridiculous. And trans people are coming out in spite, you know, trans people have always been with us. So they're coming out more and more because others are coming out. And God, thank God. Just like with gays coming out of the closet. I remember when I was young, there were no gay straight alliances in school. There were no, no, nobody was out. Nobody. There was rampant bullying and, of course, hate. Now it's trans. It's not as bad for gays because there's more visibility. And that's what we fought for for years when I was in Queer Nation when I was young. And act up we fought for visibility we would go to bars and just make out at bars as a as an action <laughs> like go into straight so-called primarily straight places and just start making out to make people uncomfortable <laughs> which was fun you know i was young it was fun and then we would we, there were i remember one time there was a, a cop came to speak to the community because there was an incident at a bar where a couple had been harassed. And I'm, I'm not sure if, I don't remember if they were beaten, but it became a big thing. And the police came to the gay and uh, LGBT 
center on on uh, 13th Street, or is it 15th Street? No, it's 13th Street in Manhattan, and uh, they t- were trying to calm the community, and the the place was packed and spilling out into the street, and everybody was like, fuck this, and it got really, really confrontational. The cops were like, you know, trying to keep everything cool, and next thing you know, somebody opened up the locker in the back, and all the signs came out, and that was it. We took over the streets. <laughs> I thought it was great. We and then we marched down 14th Street and you know stopped traffic and whatnot. But, you know, not like the uh, the trucker tantrums. It was only for 15 minutes. But uh, to be young, to be young again. Anyway, the point is, it worked. Now where. You know, gay people are out. Gay people are getting married on TV. People are, you know, gay actors are playing straight roles and vice versa. And there's no stigma to it. That used to be a big thing. Whether a gay man, oh, it was like, it would kill your career if you were an actor. Or a gay, or a straight actor playing a gay role. That was beyond belief. That would never happen. And what a, you know, how, uh, I remember that, what was that, L.A. Law, there was a kiss, a lesbian kiss, which is, which was ridiculous. It was like a peck. And there was such outcry, controversy, but things change. And they are changing for trans people, and you see it. Thankfully, it's better. We will be a better human race when when we're all you know nice but that's part of why republicans conservatives they're having a back it's a backlash because we've made all of this progress and we have a long way to go trans people i i I just can't i just hate these republicans who you know targeting just doing it because they're a bunch of monsters they know what they're doing. They know they're getting people killed. They know that they're spreading lies. And they, eh, whatever. Oh, well, they don't give a shit. It's the minority group du jour that, that, that they're targeting. Fucking assholes. Criminalized child trans. They, and there they are. Talking, you know, sticking their, their... I thought they loved freedom. So what are you talking... Get your filthy ignorant fascist face out of a family's personal lives and decision their chi- their child they're trying to help their child you fucking monsters move out back up bitch you dumb kelly it's always it's always more upsetting when young people are uh, are monsters and also women yeah so i started replying there go the freedom fighters sticking their ignorant soul sick noses into family decisions they know nothing about but liberals are always trying to tell them what to do right like don't be hate mongering tools of tax cheating oligarchies or oligarchs murdering democracy 
Jesus Christ. And then people are trying to explain children aren't being transitioned. The most they get is puberty blockers until they are of an age where they make their own choices. That's it. But kids, you know, you're not going to put people back in the closet as much as you try, fascists. But they uh, all along the way, they'll ensure more death, more division, more hate, more ignorance. You never, ever, ever, I'm telling you, if you have an example, please send it along. You never see or hear a Republican, a conservative, encouraging their, their monsters to be nice, evolve, under, be, not, be understanding. It's not like they don't know people who are trans. But if they're, I mean, God help them, if they're conservative, I'm sure there are a few. But you know that they're suffering. They're in the closet. They can't be themselves. They're, you know, and they live and die like that. But, oh, well, I guess uh, they made everybody think that they were something else. So they win. Can we get through this time? Jeez, jeez, jeez. All right, guys. Guys, guys, guys. I guess we're going to wrap it up. What do you think? But I really want to thank you all for everything, your super chats. I want to thank you, Haiku, for keeping the chat room uh, free of trolls. You got to ask yourself, why do Republicans need so much help? from Russian bots. Uh, well, you gotta wonder. No, you don't gotta wonder. Fact is, they hate democracy. They, that's why they're siding with Putin. They hate democracy in Ukraine. They hate democracy here. Of course they're gonna hate democracy in Ukraine. Right? <laughs> Haiku says, we have a banquet of bots. But that's probably good. If they're attacking the show, that means it's getting attention, I suppose, in some way. They're hearing about it. Why would they attack it if it's not making a difference, I guess, right? But, alrighty. When will we do a show? Maybe Monday. I want to do as many shows as possible. You guys know that. Because we have a lot of work to do. So, and hello, John. Nice to see you in the chat room. Let, let me say hello to everybody. Thank you, Winston and Mark C. and John. Uh-oh, guess who's coming over? <laughs> Come on over, you little mommy. Come on, um. Come on, mommy. Come on, honey. Come on. You can do it. You're a cat. Jump. Jump. All righty. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, you got to sit. Tara Jr. Jr. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, was, I don't mean to bunk your head. How you doing, honey? This is my old man. Hi, honey. I love this cat. I love this cat. I love them all, but him... He's special. Oh, honey, what's the matter? What'd I do? 
He's got allergies, so something. His skin is like itchy. I know, honey. I gotta take. He's going to the allergy vet. He's got an appointment in March. Takes forever to get to see this lady. But anyway, he's a good boy. I love you. All right. Yes, they hate free countries. Nice to see you, OB Joy. Nice to see you. Mark and John and Paradu and Haiku and Play Dave. So nice to see you. And Winston. And Mark from Shaping Progress. Carol. Oh, Carol was deleted. Fuck you, Carol. <laughs> and Richard W. and Irene. Thomas. Nice to see you. Steve. And Commander Bond. Who else is here? All these bots. A lot of them. I know. Eli, very nice to see you guys. And Jim, my friend. And Suzanne, thank you so much for hanging out. Who else do we got? Stephen Lee. And Drew on the Facebook chat. I missed your chats. I'm sorry. You should come on over if you can to YouTube to hang out with the rest of the crew. When next show. Drew says, religion is for those who fear hell. Spirituality is for those who have been there. That's the truth. Thank you, Mark. Thank you all. Paradu and Jeffrey Giraffe. Thank you for your very generous super chat. And Jim, thank you always for your super chat and chats. Thank you, Richard and Mark C and Irene. And Stephen Lee. And guys, if you are on, you know, if you're listening tomorrow on, or I mean Sunday, become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we will win. Right? We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. <laughs> My name is Tara Devlin. Guys, you're, be you're the best. Thank you for keeping me going all the time. And I will see you maybe Monday. I don't know. We'll have to see. But we I'm going to try. All right. So I will see you very soon. <laughs>